Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dark forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. FamilyPetAncestry.com for no particular reason except for I thought it was funny. Anyway, uh, the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He's going to sing his lyrics to the Mexican Hat Dance at the end of this program. Vilmos fixes my website, and Patrick Brady is going to make the audio sound better uh, than this, than uh, how I'm recording it. So I appreciate all of their good works. Let's see. It is March, and so this week I am doing... Montreal. So if you are in Montreal, come and see me do comedy at the Comedy Nest. And then I'm back in Los Angeles doing a dirty bookstore called The Pleasure Chest. And you can find that at, at Jackie Cation, my Twitter feed and Instagram and all that. Uh, it has a pretty good list of where I'm playing. And then I'm doing the Irvine Improv and the Phoenix Improv with Maria Bamford. And then I'm back in LA doing a little uh, dive bar in Atwater Village called Bigfoot Lodge. So that's stand-up comedy this week. JackieCasia.com has all my my calendar into the future. So if you want to find out where I'm playing, if you want to watch me do stand-up comedy, because the Dork Forest is not stand-up comedy, it's a it's a chitter chat show. So uh, you can do that on JackieCasia.com. You can uh, buy things if you like Dork Forest. Uh, the idea of a Dork Forest T-shirt, a Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirt, or one of my stand-up albums, CDs, or a stand-up T-shirt. Uh, you can get it all at the merch page on JackieCation.com. There is a donation button on both DorkForest and JackieCation.com. I would love it if everyone gave me $100 a year. Yeah. If you don't have $100 a year, I get it. If you want to give me $10 a month for 10 months, I don't make it easy for you, but it's a way to break it up. And uh, But if you don't have money or whatever... And, but you enjoy the show and you talk it up. I appreciate that too. Plus there's an Amazon banner on JackieCation.com where you just press the white banner on the right hand side of the, the page and it takes you to Amazon. You order like normal and the Dork Forest gets a little bit of a kickback and I appreciate that a fair amount. So, uh, you could do that as a support thing. And then other than that, I think there's probably something. Who knows what? Allthingscomedy.com is my umbrella podcast thing that I'm doing. You could uh, find other podcasts at allthingscomedy.com, and that would be fun for you if you're always looking for other podcasts. Plus, I'm doing a podcast uh, just about stand-up comedy with Lori Kilmartin over at nerdist.com. So if you look up the Jackie and Lori show on iTunes, you could uh, listen to that, me and Lori talking about comedy for an hour. Other than that, feel free to email me if you have any questions or problems, Jackie at JackieCation.com. Review the show on iTunes, and let's get into it. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room here in Van Nuys. It's very exciting. And I am sitting with TJ Chambers, stand-up comic at TJ Chambers, plural, LA. Uh, so at TJ, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. And I feel like you can't, you almost can't say Van Nuys without saying Sunny Van Nuys oh. before it. So it's good to be here in Sunny Van Nuys. I like the idea of it being Sunny Van Nuys because yeah. the whole place is sunny. I mean, on one hand, it generally is, but also it's nice to just add that descriptor so you're not sort of like, Van Nuys, you know. Right, right. Just, well, it's what, uh, Andy and I walked to breakfast yesterday and, um, we walked by this neighbor right off of Sepulveda. There were a lot of used condoms. Yes. Um, and I was like, what's going on? 
And he said, I th- and I said, well, so people, nobody keeps their condom in their car when they're done using it? And he goes, no, no, no one keeps their car- condom in their car when they're yeah, done using it. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, the, the Van Nuys auto dealership doesn't, like, as an amenity, they don't throw in, like, a condom dispenser at you. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know, like, or sort of like, where you don't have a garbage bag or, yeah. you know, in your car, you those put things where you deposit a used needle when it's done. They need those probably oh, just on nice. the streets of Van Nuys. And I was like, so at least they're using condoms that people in love. And he was like, not people in love. Not people in love. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> this is my go-to. Yeah. For a minute you were with it, but then the naive spin came on. No matter what, like the Midwesternness came out one way or the other. Well, there's a high school right by here. And oh, so I yeah. was like, well, oh, maybe yeah. they I was like, oh, maybe high school. And he's like, no, no. Remember when you walk to the coffee shop and there's prostitutes? And I was like, yeah. that's right. And I was like, so do they have, and it just, it got even, right. the, I said, so do they have cars they bring them to? And he's like, Jackie, Pete, Johns, pick them up. Johns, yeah, they yeah. drive them somewhere it's, walkable it's back to work. Literally the oldest profession that's been happening. <laughs> used to be a carriage, now it's in a car, but yep. Pick them up, and, <laughs> drive them around a little bit. And yeah. so it's like, and they drive them like somewhere walkable back to work. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and then, uh, then they do it, and then they're done, and then they throw a condom on. And I was like, that sounds like the saddest job ever. And he's like, thank God you, you finally yeah. realized it. <laughs> yeah, right, and, right. <laughs> So in other news. Yeah, Sunny Van Nuys. Sunny Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. So um here we are at the Dork Forest and I you have many dorkdoms. You you are a, a, a I, diamond I with many like facets. As yeah, as the Dork Venn diagram goes, I'm happy to, you're to on have board. You in a number of circles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're on board. So I mean and um your lady friend is uh she was on the show doing the cosplay, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Brittany uh, Braun, yeah, my she, my it, not that it needs to be specified, but platonic lady friend. Oh, platonic, just in case there we anybody's go. listening to this and loving my voice. And looking for uh, it. Looking yeah, yeah. for some TJ or Chambers. Probably more accurately, in case anyone looked at Britney's and uh saw And her was cosplay. also looking yes, <laughs> for yes. some love. I don't want to turn yeah, like turn her options off. Right. Uh, but yeah, very good friend of mine. We do a lot of the uh, conventions and cons and stuff, which Oh, is, that's great. Yeah. So okay. And then um and then you you've gamed with Andy. I have indeed, yeah. With Andy Ashcraft. And then um, here you are to talk about something that I've always wanted to be good at, but I'm not any good at and don't barely know how to play, which is chess. Yeah. All right. So talk. To, wh- so when did you start playing chess? I mean, I started – I played oh, always as a kid. I think I – mean, my, my dad taught me, I think, wanting me to sort of – Sort of force me down an intellectual path, right? Like I'm going to turn you into a smart kid or whatever, right? So I was new. He played chess. He, I mean, I think my dad is is sort of like a a false intellectual. So I think he he knew the moves and played in as much as like, right? This is what this is what gentlemen do. They sit down over a board and they harumph (laughs) and they move these pieces around. So I only knew like that level of it. But then when I was, ironically enough, maybe irony is not the right word. When I was 12, 13, 14, and I started doing musical theater, okay. there was a musical called Chess. It's a really good musical. Oh, uh, I love Chess yeah. the Musical. Yes. I yes. own Chess the Musical. See, there you go. Sound- I saw it in London. Oh, so I see. So you saw the British production, which yes. I have very specific thoughts about the vid- British versus, the, versus American. the American production. And then we also saw a production here in Eagle Rock under an overpass in oh. a tiny black box theater. How did I miss this? I don't know. It was one of the first things Andy and I bonded on. Oh, that's so nice. And, yeah. uh, and he, cause we, uh, he, whenever he drops something inconsequential, he will burst into song. This is the one situation. <laughs> yeah, I try, I try most to avoid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was that. I think the so that's what sucks you into it. The kinda. song in that musical where yep. the chorus is sort of in the background, naming you can sort of barely hear it, but they're naming every world chess champion. Yeah, and sort of the year all the way through. And I remember thinking like, 
well, who are those guys? Yeah. And I toddled down to the library as right. you did in 1993 or whatever. You want to know more about chess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a trip it to your local library. Your, local, your Phoenix library. Uh, Voyagers yeah. with Central an exclamation Branch. point. Ah, yeah, and then, uh, and then I'm I, glad it wasn't One Night on in Bangkok. Bangkok. Yeah. The, I'm glad that the wasn't hit the song. song from that. The yeah. only hit song from chess was One, one Night in Which Bangkok. Which is hilarious to hear that song come on the radio or even in the, Ever. in the end of that, um, the, the second Hangover movie. Mike Tyson comes out and sings that song like over the credits. Really? Because that movie takes place in Bangkok. Okay. And no one, th- it's Mike Tyson and he's doing the actual lyrics. So he's saying like, uh, you know, in a showdown that the chess world is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you're like, no one actually listened to these lyrics and realized it's Ever. all about chess, chess tournament yeah. and this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, the sad sack. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sad. Poor. Who, and that musical is, is essentially not even that loosely based on Bobby Fischer. Right. So that's that was a big entry into actually wanting to kind of know about the history of it. Okay. And so th- so then you started looking up like old chess masters. Yeah, yeah. And then you did you start getting interested in like the moves they made to win the games? Yeah, there's some some of the specific in-game stuff, but really the the sort of uh, in sports, what you call off the field antics and style. Oh, it's personality. It a, yeah, personality. My, my personal favorite, uh, in about the 1920s, the champion was a guy named Jose Capablanca. Kind Not of the, Jose Capablanca. Uh, yeah, Jose, Jose, he looked like Antonio Banderas. Oh, did he? Dreamboat. The, the only like non-Caucasian ever to be like the recognized world champion. Oh, okay. And he was one of those guys who just, he kind of never had to study the game. It just came naturally to him. Oh, he was maybe more likely to be looking at, some girl in the crowd than he was paying attention to the board, but he had style and flair and, and was considered, you know, and he won just a natural genius. And he won. He was, wow. he was unstoppable for a long time. And, and this was in the twenties in the twenty in the twenties. Yeah. Twenties into the thirties. Okay. Wow. And where was he from? He was, uh, uh, I know he, like South America he was or? from Cuba, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it was that realization that, Oh, this, this, there's an artistry to this game. Yeah. It's not just. Because I, I wasn't a kid who could buckle down and study, you know. Right. I was a kid for whom either things kind of came naturally or they didn't. Yeah. And and realizing that oh, sometimes you can be, uh, you know, the top through like some combination of natural talent and study. Yeah. And not just what you think of a chess player as like a guy who's locked away, you know, with a mound of books. Right. Right. Just studying. Just studying all day long. Squares. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, are there, are there any Chinese? Um, uh, it, it not recognized champions. It, not recognized. Yeah. It, who's, who's the boss of that? The, the Russians, uh, of course. I mean, were forever. It is now the current boss is, uh, and he's going to be for a long time is, uh, like a 23 year old Scandinavian kid who looks like, oh, who won? almost looks like a model. Yeah. He's the current world champion. What's He's, his name? Any idea? Uh, Magnus Carlson, I want to say. Magnus Carlson. Yeah, as only they can have that name over there, you know. <laughs> right, and have it not He's sound He's either going to win, like, the world's strongest man competition or... He's hiding buttons. Or the chess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell that is. That's uh, weird. <laughs> Magnus Carlson. That's yeah. hilarious. Okay, so... I don't, I don't know where yeah, to go with so, this. Do we want to talk about chess or do we talk about the personality of chess? I we mean, can do both. I think that, I think that what the most interesting thing is the sort of... To some extent, the socio-political thing surrounding, uh, you know, what chess represented for so long. I think if you, if you see a movie or something about it now, what they want to talk about is sort of like Bobby Fischer single-handedly taking down 
the entire Soviet regime, you know. Right, in a weird match of two nerds over a table. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what I love, that there was a time that the most famous person in the world was the world chess champion. Yes. You know, yes. and it's like that's there's a romantic notion sort of for that time that like And how how long have the how long have people been I mean chess there is a song in chess that mm-hmm. tells you the history of chess. Yeah. In India, I think it was, right? Right. right. And uh, I don't know if that's That's accurate. kind of an apocryphal story. Right. But know, it's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. It's hard to know exactly kind of when the rules solidified. Right. There's been some version, you know, for thousands of years of But but is it agreed that it was a, an eastern game and it came west yes yeah okay. it's agreed that it was you know, arabic to some to some notion or i mean arabic it, or even far east or well or even or even far, i think it started there and then spread spread to the east before then spreading to the west okay as oh, i think would be the end around yeah 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 yeah. you fake one way right, and right. you go the other way <laughs> that silk road runs both ways exactly you know? that's yeah yeah isn't it? <laughs> we're, we're trading spices things are happening uh, yeah I want to put that on a pillow. There we go. The Silk Road <laughs> runs both ways. ways. I feel like that could mean something deeper than it really means. But it, right. Yeah. And whenever I say end around, I always think reach around. I don't know, just because it's just gross. Yeah. Anyway, I like that you've taken what would be like a sports term and just turned it into into a sex into term. a sex. Term. Well, you, weirdly enough, I don't know enough about the sex industry. You're living here in I Van Nuys. Do. Yeah, I'm here yeah. in Van Nuys. This is what this city has turned you into, Jack. Exactly. In stand-up comedy, you'd think I'd get every dick joke yeah. ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. and sadly not. Well, at this point, you just have to turn yourself off to him. Really. Right. Yeah. Right, I'm just like, oh, I see what you did there. Right, and right. Call it a day. Mm-hmm. So could end around. Anyway, yeah. we're done. <laughs> so, DJ, what? Um, so, what do you know about sort of early competition of of chess? There was so until about the 1870s, it was unofficial. Okay. The the best, the, the sort of in the salons and the people who played would sort of agree who was clearly the best at the time. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. The American entry into that is a guy named Paul Morphy, who, M-O-R-P-H-Y. Okay. Who in probably about the 1750s. Right. Was, was hands down considered the world champion. He, you know, took a vessel and sailed over to Europe and played every notable player in Europe. In the middle 1700s? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to say, yeah, pre, this would be pre-revolutionary war. Yeah, yeah, because 1870 was what you just said. 1870 is when the actual, like, recognized, uh, there's a governing body that recognizes one champion through competition was in the 1800s. Okay. The 100 or 200 years before that. There was, was just sort of an agreement. Just sort of an agreement. Um, yeah. If, yeah, you don't want to you know, play that guy. Right. That guy's good. If it's or you known really that play this that guy. guy's the best guy in Paris. We'll send him to London and we'll talk about who the best guy in London is and depending on who wins. Oh, interesting. We'll consider them the, you know, kind of the guy from this region and talk about some disposable income. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a rich man's game. To well, some sure. It was certainly in the time that, you know, you were, you might be sponsored by your parents to go sail around the world to culture yeah, yourself sure, for a couple of years. Sure. The and you grand could do tour. that. But and that, that guy, Paul Morphy quit. I mean, he was on top and then at 21 or something, he stopped playing. He went to law school and okay. became a lawyer and eventually died. Crazy, you know, syphilis or something like that. Oh, right. As, As everyone did. Yeah. Yeah. In 1850, he was 21. So, uh, so he would have been in his thirties during the civil the, revolutionary if, war. If it was that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something so like that. Who yeah. knows if he came Not back times. And, and fought and fought the good fight. Yeah. A la or Hamilton. Some, who got, knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like we're so current. We're like, a la Hamilton, right kids? Yeah, right. Hamilton? Right. Anyone? We're talking Anyone? about musicals. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go yeah, to the it's next. It's a hot ticket. Yeah. It's a hot ticket. Um, so, Okay, so that's and so in the 1870s was that the Russians? Who that were like- was the first couple guys were a German and an Austrian. So that was still your kind of 
Austro-Hungarian Empire. I think right, a right. lot of the very Western Europe, right, right, yeah. yeah the the world's power was kind of solidified there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Wilhelm Steinitz was the first guy, and that's like 1873. Okay, that uh, you know a governing body that was created said had Robert's through, rules. They had a charter. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah exactly. <laughs> they probably had a had <laughs> like a medal. Traveled or a, the King's Road and then right, and right. Then gave him a gave him a toy. Yeah, and said, "Here you go, you're the one." Yeah, and probably a uh, you know. A thousand guilder prize or whatever, <laughs> right, it would have been right, right. whatever it would for, have been for winning, and and he was recognized, and then a system was put in place wherein you know you got to play that. Yeah, game. candidates work their way up, and then you get to play the champion, and okay. you know, attempt to wrest it from him. I said, I I feel I feel good that the Germans kind of solidified that. Yeah, I feel like they're an organizational folk. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they know if anyone to... was going to be like efficient and compact about yeah. you know looking at a thing, well, let's if we're going to do this. Let's yeah. do it. And, uh, for I, better or for worse. Right. Sometimes. Well, some, well, yeah, Quite often I, for worse. Well, sometimes for worse, but I grew up in Milwaukee and so there's a lot of, oh, grid, yeah. a lot of grid streets. Is yeah. What good I'm point. You. You're right. Right. You get around. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, so that's 1870. Uh-huh. So when do the Russians take the over? The Russians really take over. The guy <laughs> who beat Jose Capablanca was oh, right. a guy named Alexander Alakine who was, this is sort of the, the first example of, you know, as I said, like Capablanca, passionate, maybe he's not working as hard, a guy who just came in with a crushing work ethic and yeah. absolute hell-bent, assholic determination to win. Right. And uh, and eventually wrested the title from him, which began a more or less uninterrupted – he was kind of pre-USSR system. Uh, okay. But then all the way through 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s – It was you, all a Soviet thing. It was all Soviet thing, a – you know, we're calling these guys amateur chess players, but they've been drafted in the Soviet military. Right. Because their job is to play chess. And right. That sort of it's thing. It's a, st- a great national pride. Let's yeah. make sure we win. Let's and make sure it. we win. Yeah. What I like the idea of is of Jose going, Oh, so I lost? Oh, I'm just going to go hit on women then. Yeah. I have yeah. no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the story that I almost have referenced, there's a, there's a, an anecdote of the, the head of the organization taking Jose Capabaca and Alexander Alakine to, uh, uh, cabaret or something like that. Right. And they're sitting up in a box and him saying the whole time Jose's eyes are on the legs of the dancing girls. Yes. And Alexander's eyes are on his pocket chess set that he's brought to oh. work out moves. Oh my so God. So he's not even paying attention to the dancing girls. Right, right. He's you know. not living in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. That's... But it's, it turns out in a game like that, not wandering eye guy is going to win eventually. Right, right. Not wandering eye guy will, will I mean, if, yeah. yeah, he just he cares more to yeah. some extent. Yeah. I mean, and it's yeah, that's that's amazing. So Soviet, 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 and then Bobby Fischer in the early seventies. Yeah, and Bobby Fischer's thing, wh- why it's so crazy to wrest it away from the Soviets is that not only you know are they training together, they have a system, they have a thing. The way the tournaments are set up to get to play the champion. Yeah, the next like let's say twelve best guys in the world play a tournament to try to win through to play the champion. Right. If seven or eight of those guys are Soviet. What Fisher claimed, and he was right, is that they would essentially collude to help each other through the tournament. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to lose to you kind of on purpose because you have a better chance of, of, of beating, beating Bobby. The American, yeah. So I'm going to give you some free points. You get to rest up. Meanwhile, yep. Bobby has to sit down and actually beat everybody. At one after another. At one after, after the another. other after the other. And beat them, not draw and get half points and split yeah. work your way through. Okay, because you can, there's draws. And, yeah, there's draws. All oh, right, because I remember when your king just moves around a bunch. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a few ways yeah. you can draw. Yeah, that, that one, the king moving around at the end is if a position is repeated three times, 
Okay. It just goes to an automatic draw. Yeah. So then we, it's just boring. Yeah. It's just boring. If we get to an end and you're going here and I just move my king and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. They just say, you're obviously not doing anything. That's a draw. Right. You can agree to a draw, which is how most of them end up happening. Okay. Cause you, you just look at it and go, Oh, I'm. Yeah. We're in an intractable position. Yeah. No one's going to gain a huge advantage. Let's just split the points and move on. Right. Okay. So I want to hear the rest. I know there's a Bobby Fisher movie. Yeah. Cause my brother, my brother Phil plays chess a okay. fair amount. He plays it on online. Oh yeah. And he, and he's part of the some monthly group that you have to pay. And uh, sometimes he, <laughs> He's my brother Phil can be kind of a dick. Okay, and, shout out uh, to Phil. All right, shout out Phil Cation. Let's tell a little story about him going <laughs> to Disneyland with his kids. Oh God, not wanting to go on any of the rides. Spent a fair amount of time sitting next to the castle, throwing popcorn on the ground so that a person would have to come out and sweep it up. A person? No, I thought I really hoped you were going to say for a duck. No, but no, no duck. No. no, no. He's just he's like I, this place is super clean. Oh, yeah, I wonder how yeah. long it would take for a Disney he's like employee testing to have the to... scary efficiency of yes, Disney cleaning. Yes, and so uh, some, sometimes when he's losing, if the other person is kind of a jackass, he will write. Oh, my mom says I have to go to bed, so uh, <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta leave. Oh. And he's fifty five, fifty yeah. six years old. Person he's, thinks they've been yeah. losing to a thirteen to a year child. old. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. uh, so, in other news, well, the mind games are a huge, huge part of it. Right. That's, that's actually. <laughs> I think that's his favorite part. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that really is. And through you know some of the Bobby Fisher stuff. Yeah. yeah. What? Because he 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 played mind games on them back, right? Yeah. Yeah. He he sort of you know invented that that that. I'm going to defeat you mentally before the tournament even starts. Oh, really? Through, you know, he would refuse to play. He would say that the wind was off. Yes. Like, oh, like the, 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 yeah, the, the air conditioning was too loud. The cameras that, you know, because the, the film cameras, I can hear them whirring. The real, real big one when he played Spassky for the, uh, for the 1972 championship was the squares were not to his liking. So he asked, I wanted to say it was a shade of like darkish green and yellow. So okay. not black and white squares. That was it was too harsh on his eyes or something. So oh my god, got to get a new custom board made in with you know with different colored squares and that kind of thing. Wow. But he you know he felt that he had been wronged getting to these tournaments, right? Having to play through this Soviet thing, right? And decided he was going to kind of take it upon himself to to you know, reintroduce to some more, yeah, <laughs> some more bullshit, yeah, into the in, into the into the arena. Into, yeah, and there were crazier guys than that. There was yeah. there would be tournaments in the sixties. That they, the complaints, so they would stop because, oh, this guy's hired a mesmerist to sit over in the crowd and, and mesmerize me. They're, oh. he's sending negative mental waves at me. Yeah, wow. Crazy stuff like that. Wow. Is that an amethyst I see? What is that yeah, doing yeah, over there? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, that's crazyville. Right. Okay. Two guys had to have a special, the table, much like we're sitting at now, they had to put a special board in between the two of them to keep them from kicking each other during the game. <laughs> Gentlemen's game. Uh, grown up men. Yeah. Is there adult, yeah. adult oh, grown up men who've flown around the world in 1960s airplanes <laughs> to go play each other. Right, in a suit. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. While thousands of people watch. Right. So thousands of people are, are they televised? Yeah. Well, so that was uh, part of the big, I mean, through all those tournaments, thousands of people would show up live to watch. Okay. The big thing that they would do kind of pre technology is, uh, you know, you'd have a huge board kind of set up on the wall with magnet pieces. And oh, guys and would move them around so that even if you were so far back, you couldn't see. You could see the what position. the next move was. You could see what or or the position that was currently on the board. Right, right. So then you could whisper with your buddies and guess. Right. I think Capablanca is going to do this. I think you know. Talk, talk about uh, Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's hilarious. That's real nerdy stuff. That yeah. is. So, um, 
do they do they mostly have them in large cities? You yeah, think, that, right. Like that was, it'd be like a New York or a London. New or York, a- London. I mean, there. You know, Buenos Aires was a big place. The, okay. The they would. That's part of the real fun and interesting thing too. Is is tracking sort of the course of the world through where these tournaments were held. Yeah. You know? Yugoslavia has a big tournament. Now there's not a Yugoslavia anymore. Right. You know, because at the time, whatever dictator put up, you know, two million pounds as right. the prize right, for right. the guys to come play there. A gajillion dollars. You know, so everyone yeah. was like, I'll go to, I'll go to Yugoslavia. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I took yeah. a train once through Yugoslavia. Oh, really? Yeah. 1989 before it became. So it was like Yugoslavia. legit Yugoslavia. Yeah. 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 It was a, and I bought, uh, and I wanted the soda and, uh, and the, and the, the train stopped and there was somebody selling giant two liter bottles of orange Fanta. Oh yeah. It was still Soviet bloc then. Right. Wait, or it had just, it had just gone from Soviet bloc. It block. would be right, literally yeah. right then, yeah. And so it was very, uh, poor and, uh, everyone was trying to get their shit together and I was like, I guess I I don't know how to not uh, buy orange, orange soda. Yeah. Even though the last thing I want in my life is, is orange, orange soda. soda when it's presented to me. Orange. My opinion about orange soda is that they're <laughs> the entire business model for orange soda is just based upon people occasionally remembering that it exists. <laughs> like sometimes you're at KFC and you just go like, "Oh yeah, orange soda is a thing." Right. It's orange <laughs> and grape. Yeah. And that's you're just yeah. like, "Oh, sometimes you have, I want a grape." You soda. have one a year. That's and you it. go like, I, I remember. Okay, thanks. See you next year, orange soda. My, my home club, Acme Comedy Club, has, oh, yeah. has root beer on tap, like a fancy root beer. Yeah. And I'm like, does it get old? Right. Does anyone? Yeah, how long can it sit there in a keg or whatever? Well, I think it's in, I think it's in like regular soda bottles, so it's it, fine. So it's just a syrup. Yeah. But it, maybe. That, that I mean, I actually do not know. The but artisanal root beer, uh, this is actually a yes. great time to be a root beer fan. Oh, is it, is it, is it, it's a great time it's to a, be this, a root This is high times if you're an <laughs> R beer, as we, as we call them. I, that's probably not what we call them. There's actually the last few cons, cause I'm at, I'm at, uh, because of other nerdy things, I'm yeah. at 10 or 12 huge comic book conventions a year. Nice. And recently there's a great company that makes their own sodas that has sort of a truck that parks up, uh, on the convention floor. With like spouts off the side of it, you buy like in the dealer room, like a yeah in the yeah like on the vendor floor. Okay, uh, and you buy like a nice pewter like mug, like it looks like a you know oh, Renaissance like, fair yeah, kind yeah. of thing, and you buy it for let's say twenty dollars, and then you get to refill it as many times as you want through the day. So oh. you walk around the convention floor, and there's people with flagons of <laughs> sarsaparilla. What's the name of the I, I, offhand? The I truck. cannot remember the name Fair of enough. the truck. So, well, we give a shout pseudo out. Pseudo shout out to pseudo you. Pseudo shout yeah. out to good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, yeah, look right. for them. You're doing God's work when you're in you WonderCon or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it- WonderCon, the Wizard Worlds, they're big at you know. That okay, kind of thing. were you yeah. at that DragonCon thing? Uh, Dragon, I haven't yet done yet. The yeah, Atlanta one. Yeah, and also you're. I know Andy has. The, the indie one, the Gen Con. Gen Con. He's got oh, the some board game. there. Yeah. Yeah. He loves, he loves that. He will never not go to that. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter how he has to find the money. <laughs> yep. And uh, yep. you're like, okay. There's a lot of things you can spin into a business trip. It turns <laughs> yeah. out. You know. Oh, and it's a direct, it's a business trip. Yeah. It's a, like- in his case, it's a direct business trip. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So funny. Okay. So now let's talk about you playing chess. Uh-huh. Who do you play with? I, uh, to, used to play in a club. I, no, I've, my skills have eroded now. To the point where almost anyone listening to this would beat me handily. Except me. There you go. Because to my knowledge, you're supposed to play both aggressively and defensively at the same time. Yeah, there's there's strategy and there's tactics. You know, your strategy is your overall, like, let's control the center of the board. Let's make sure my pieces are well-spaced. Okay. Your tactics are, if I put my knight here and it threatens both her queen and her bishop, she's going to have to move one of those and I can capture the other one. Okay. So you kind of want a balance of those two things. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. And when I, I mean, I used to play pretty competitively in, I was mostly a speed chess player. Okay. So you've got five minutes to complete all your moves. All of them? All of them. That's the whole game? That's the whole, well, so I have five minutes, you have five minutes. Okay. There's a clock. When I push my little thing down, your timer starts. Okay. So you're thinking, you're just, as long as you want to take, you make your move, you push your button down, my timer starts. Ah. So the total game isn't going to take longer than 10 minutes, but the winner is whoever (coughs) either wins or can force you to make your time run out because you're stuck in a position you're thinking about or whatever. Oh, interesting. It's what you see guys in a, if you go to Washington Square Park. No, I've seen it done. I've never understood. I was like, I thought it was just a way to keep the game moving. Yeah. Because if it, because if you're sitting there for a half an hour thinking about where you're going to move your damn, but I didn't know that there was a, like, you both have five minutes. So what if the game's not over at the end of the 10 minutes? The game is over. Yeah. The game, someone is going (laughs) to physically run out of time. Okay. When I press the button to start with, if you only have three seconds left and you don't make a move, if you don't make a move in that amount of time, you're Uh, either on an analog one, your flag drops. If you have a digital one, it beeps. Yep. Either you or I is going to run out of time. If you can make a legal move and hit your button and, and kick that ball back to me. Past that? Yeah, yeah, have a the, in like, that game yeah. or in that kind of game, do you, you're like, oh, this is actually a good game. We should keep playing. No, no. By that point, because it's so speed and tactics based. By that yeah. point, someone's probably lost all their bishops and some rooks and some whatever. Okay. So usually you're at a what you call a material advantage. You know, to such a degree, it wouldn't be worth slow playing out. Right. Because someone's already up. You know, somebody's a, already. A lot. Oh, yeah, somebody already has more pieces. Yeah, and, and yeah. they could just batter you. Right. Death. If we okay. just sat and thought it out. And that, that clock is still used in, you know, professional competition. Yeah. It's the same clock. And I want to say the, the controls, the rules are you have two hours to do your first 25 moves and then something like a half hour per 10 moves after that. So you can gain more. The quicker you make your moves, the sort of more time you gain on the back end. But that's when you have a game that usually takes four, five, six hours to play. Okay. You know. Wait, so the, the, the timer can be changed. So yeah, this is not yeah. just five minutes. Yeah, no, the, it can yeah. be an, an hour. Uh-huh. It can be whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, okay. you, you wind it to the back and you set it okay. to whatever time to whatever control t- you want. It's a clock. Yeah. So yes. you it's can It's just check. a dual clock that <laughs> right. shuts off when I, you know, mine shuts off when I press it, yours turns on. Right. Just two okay. clocks duct taped together, basically. Essentially. Someone yeah. has, someone was, so where did, where the hell did that stem from the fact of people just staring at each other for too long? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, I think like anything, you know, if you play basketball, someone's going to say, Hey, let's play three on three. Okay. Where normally it's five on five. It's a longer yeah. game. It's let's play half court. Let's boil this down to oh, right. the like, pure action of the thing. Right. When you deal out all, all, all the things in Monopoly where you, all, yeah. all the, Right. All let's play. Let's play the quick version. Yeah, whatever. the quick version of Risk or yeah. Land or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's a quick yeah. version of Risk. I'd like to hear about it. Well, Lord I, I, of the Rings <laughs> Risk is oh, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually moves on pretty quick. It does because it's finite because the ring has to move to Mordor. Oh, and so there's a, a second thing happening. Right. There's of. another game mechanic, and the and the thing about the ring going to Mordor is that every turn. The person, whoever's controlling their armies, has to roll all the attack dice. And if you roll all sixes, eh, it turns out the Nazgul get the ring and the game's over. Oh, yeah. So, so you can crap out, essentially. Yeah, it, it can be over immediately. Yeah. But the great thing about the Lord of the Rings episode is that there are only ten turns anyway. Oh, that's good, right. Or some, or what I, I think it's ten turns. They probably. To get to Mordor. Right, right, right. Well, that's true, because at some point, Sauron's going to take over. You know, there is it. there's the, like, Alfred Hitchcock bomb in a briefcase 
right. to Lord of the Rings in a way that <laughs> the, regular the Risk doesn't off. really have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're gonna... Well, it, and I uh, I think Risk has done a very good job of trying to shorten the game up. Yeah. It's, uh, because they're like, no, no, this is for three people who want to play Axis and Allies when they're done playing Risk. Right. So right. <laughs> those guys are out of their Yeah, mind. there's already a game for those guys. Let's yeah, let yeah. them play that. Yeah, those people are already having that time. Yeah. So <laughs> let's try to tighten it up. Yeah. But, um, okay, so... So you mostly just played that the time. So I would play that, and what the way that that would work, it, I would be part of. Uh, you'd go to a meeting place or a club or whatever, and they'll do what's called a ladder system. So they have five long tables set up, each with four or five boards on it. Okay. You play your speed chess game. If you win, you move up a slot. If you lose, you move down. Okay. And what you're trying to do is win your way sort of to the top chair. Okay. So you know that some guy, if he dominates, is going to sit at the top the whole time and crush everybody. You're trying to win your way to, it, to closer play to that him. Guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like a real, real quick abbreviated version of a world championship tournament. Yeah. But with like out of work nerds. Right. And, and it's a good way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. It was, and I was, you know, this is when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. So it's okay. like, it's keeping me off the streets. As right. They say, That's you know. it. Yeah. You're going to a, was it in like a game store or usually in like a, a, a VFW hall or that kind of thing? Okay. Or Cause someone, it was a bunch of old dudes. Yeah. A bunch of old dudes. Yeah. You know, it's- someone rented out a, yeah, a, you know, a ballroom or whatever kind of thing it was. And he's teaching um, a, a, an intro to game design class over yeah. at the New York Film Institute. Oh, that's in great. Bur- Burbank. Oh, cool. And this is the second semester he's teaching it. And um, he always has like just a handful of students because it's a, it's a for-profit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That New York, and, yeah, you see their right. ads everywhere. They're, They're good at that. It's the DeVry of, yeah. of, 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 <laughs> of film right. and, and game design, you know, and the game design uh, part of it is super new. Yeah, I didn't the, even know that they had that aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, they have the, uh, the, and it, I guess it's certified or whatever, but, um, the, uh, the, the, his students, he had the first day yesterday and two of his students are Saudi Arabian women. Oh yeah. And they actually, I told him you were coming over today and he said, Oh, chess came up yesterday. They want to learn how to play chess. And I said, Saudi Arabia is full of chess players. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't already know. Yeah. I guess women are not allowed to play chess. Oh, good Lord. Over in Saudi Arabia. I mean, so. that your sentence could have ended with just like an ellipsis. Like, I guess women are allowed to dot, <laughs> dot, dot. <laughs> Welcome to Saudi <laughs> like, Arabia. Play chess, drive, whatever. The weirdest thing about Saudi Arabia, though, is that they are huge proponents of sending everybody, men and women, all of their ute uh, to the West to get these degrees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which means, uh yeah. That's why they're having trouble with all of the women who come back from the West who are like, I would like to drive right. to the mall. Yeah, hey, I, I'm willing I, to wear my hat. Right. But I have to go <laughs> to the I would, and I'm willing, willing to wear my swoopy fabric hat. Is that what I'll they're called? My, That's what yeah, they're called. Swoopy fabric hat. Yeah. But it's a, and, uh, and, and they have, I, I was in Riyadh one time. Oh, yeah. And they have two different Please tell malls. me you were doing stand up there. I was doing stand up. Oh, that's yeah. so great. Yeah. It was a military thing, okay. so I didn't get to perform for the Saudis. Oh, but, got it. Um, got it. But the, um, except for the, the, Collaborators. That's, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's what they call them. <laughs> Translators would have been fine, or advisors, but you traders. No, no I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's but yeah. they. It's funny because they do have. They have separate entrances for men and women in restaurants. Oh, they have really? The, yeah, still? yeah. They have a men's side, then they have a family side where men and women and children can eat together. Okay, and then and is it not just the entrance? Is it separated the whole way, or is it just the entrance? And then now you're in the same big restaurant. You're in the same building, right? But. And weirdly enough, like we went into this Turkish restaurant, another slap in my face. Mm-hmm. Oh, Except for oh, the yeah. food was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so and it was a nickel. Anyway, Whoa. so it was uh our our military uh liaison dudes and then me and April Macy comic. Oh yeah. Oh, yep. And so yep. the four of us walk in and we're in the the 
the family part, but you can see through to the men's part. Oh, and the men's yeah. part can see through to the ladies' part or the fa- so it was like It's well, like they know and they just the want door. to create like noses against the window or something, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. It is exciting. Like if you truly wanted to separate of an eyelash. Yeah, yeah. And, but <laughs> I can imagine April Macy having to She looked good in the headscarf yeah, of the I was Abaya. just going to say yeah. She yeah. looked super foxy because yeah. she had her she did good eye makeup. Yeah. Um right. me I just look like my grandma. Huh. And uh cuz uh with the headscarf of the right. Abaya. <laughs> just focusing. Yeah. Just looking like an old Armenian lady. <laughs> and uh but uh it was uh, she was very funny. We were when 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 we got the outfits cuz we had to put them on before we left the base and um she comes out of her her bedroom and she yells who is ready for some limited personal freedom? Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get <laughs> pumped like, up. That's for some, the yeah. greatest line yeah, in the world, April Macy. That's funny. And um, but so there's also separate malls. Yeah. Oh. Where there's a women. There's essentially like the gap. In yeah, because it's almost and, impossible to segregate all within a mall. You just have yeah, to have the whole the, the whole, whole building. Is, but then, but then I guess that there's like a, a gap in an old navy and a and a cinnabon that just men go to. Yeah. And you're just like. Well, that doesn't sound efficient at all. Yeah. But so. Well, and is that the thing? Let's, yeah. Like if they were out of an item at your gap. Well, they, they send say, oh, it over. We'll call over to the other store. And then you, yeah, yeah. And then you have to do it through a slot. Right. I have no idea <laughs> yeah. how they do it, but it comes wrapped in its own tiny. But veil. all the Saudi women that I've ever met, they're like, no, I don't mind wearing the headscarf and yeah. the bag for religious reasons. Uh, I just want to be able to drive anywhere I yeah. want to go. And then I want to play some chess. I think, right. I think, yeah. yeah, we're, we're putting too much on the notion of the clothing. And then it's like, well, it's really the, the day to day. Right. But things. it's, it's interesting because the Saudi government sends all these people all over the world and then expects them to come back and go, no, I don't ever yeah. want to. Hey, the learn. London School of Economics was great. But anyway, I'm cool with going <laughs> right back to, right. Yeah, I don't having have to, to walk read a six book. feet behind you or whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. I wonder if chess for them is, is one of those, well, we can't have, Women learning strategy. Yeah, or? yeah, or, or feeling like they're intellectually superior in ways, and and that whole kind of thing. Yeah, you know? that's so weird. Yeah, because it's um, yeah, I I like I would I would like to. So did you do you ever slow play or? Yeah, I'll I'll hop on the computer every so often. And, oh, so and, you have a, an app of some sort? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, the old there's still the old uh, there's a computer program called Chess Master, which has been the the number one selling sort of has it PC one for. 25 years or whatever. And they just keep up. They just keep, yeah, it's, they're on, I mean, my last edition was probably Chessmaster 9000, which is <laughs> six or seven years old at this point. Okay. I felt the need to stop upgrading because it can beat me so handily. Right. There's no need like, to. I don't need new computing power here. Yeah, right. We're fine. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't need to know that you figured out nine other ways. Yeah, to fix exactly. To, exactly. To, to it's just another like, my clock. does this one have a Star Trek board? Cool. And then maybe I'll buy it, you know. <laughs> Move my little Captain Kirk around. Oh, that's oh, because it's it can be themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the but that's also an interesting a part about it that probably appealed to me. There's, I you know I've got five or six actual uh, sets, different sets that are either wooden or I've got one that's uh lead or well, not lead, heavy copper. I don't know pieces like metal metal that's um uh shaped normal or uh, that's Don Quixote. So the rooks are windmills. You know, as if he's sort of tilting wow. at the windmills and then he's yeah, the yeah. king and then Sancho Panza is the, uh, is the, the, bishop. the bishop or whatever and yeah, that whole yeah. kind of thing. So they're, yeah, you, you forget that either they can just be, you know, an amazing art deco-ish design or you've got your Lord of the Rings sets and your, right. My you know, nephew got really into chess for a second. And so for Christmas one year, I spent way too much money on my young nephew, Michael. Yeah. And got him. Oh, um, you're welcome, Michael. And, uh, and he, <laughs> and on a, it's a Mario. 
Kart, oh yeah, Mario Kart. Oh, that's or, fun. It's, it's uh, Mario and Luigi. Yeah. So yeah. one side's Mario, one side's, one side's Luigi. Luigi. Yeah. And they're adorable. Yeah. And he's actually really. I mean, he, he's he's where you were, I think, in high school, where he's oh, on yeah. board. Yeah. And yeah. So he's in chess club, and he's he's right. playing a lot of chess. I think for yeah, kids, there's you know a, a wealth of stories of of you know ten year old prodigies and that kind of thing. Yeah. And on through that age, up into high school and all that before. You know, life, life provides so, so many yeah. other distractions. It really is a, there's a, you know, there's a set of rules to that game that are, you can wrap your head around at least the way the rules go. Yeah. And then from there, there's an unlimited, you know, it opens up a world of unlimited possibilities. But once you grasp the basics of the rules, you know, kids can, can wrap their head around that. Yeah. It's interesting because, so I played him and at one point he said, well, that's a really good move. And I had no, no idea, idea what, what you did. I uh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I know how the characters work. Right. The characters. I know how the pieces can be moved. I thought you went, like, you shot a banana out of Yoshi's, like, it was Mario Kart. Right. Or it was and amazing. Then, yeah, yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, mushroom. Yeah. And yeah. It, no. So, um, yeah, the mushrooms are the pawns. Oh, good call. And yeah, that so, makes sense. Why wouldn't totally, they be? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, there, and I think Yoshi was, is the king and, and the queen was writing something else. I don't oh, know. okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, you won't want princess to be both queens. You've got to find Mario's yeah, sort no, of no. lacking in female characters. Or was it princess both ways? I think it was two different outf- outfits. Two different outfits, okay. two different colors. All right. Yeah. All right. So, but, um, so I like, I always liked the knight. Yeah. Just because it could move in an interesting fashion. Yeah. It's a little sneakier. It's a little, yeah, it's got, it's got some, you have to actually see when you, when you move your piece. Yeah. Am, am I about to get right. snagged? It's not as quick of a way to glance and see that you're threatened because yeah. it can move, can hop over things. It, it has an unorthodox square coverage that it has. So yeah. It's not as much of a, oh, if I move here, I'm in line with that bishop. There's, yeah, there's a little more thought to it. Right. So when you first start playing, like, cause I don't, all I do is I just, I go in and I'm like, well, I, I play it like it, it isn't right, but I play it like checkers, where I'm like, oh, king me. Let's just try to get as far to the yeah, other side to the kind other of as side, you can. Yeah. yeah. That can't possibly be the way that's supposed no, to be played. No, not really. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the slow creep of that would be fine if you have all your other pieces to sort of defend those. Okay. But you're, you know, yeah, what you, at its very basis form, you want to be threatening as much of the board as you can be while protecting those pieces that are threatening the board. Okay. So if you just send two knights hard charging to the other side. They're that's gonna fine, die. but they're gonna be floating in the middle of nowhere with no protection, you and know. No backup. And then someone's gonna find a way to either drive them back and you wasted your time. Yeah. Or to, to just take them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you wanna sort of be big on the board. Yeah. You wanna try to like, you, like, declare this yes, is my. Own, yeah, have some ownership over especially the center. So you've got those pawns out there. That are, you know, kind of useless in and of themselves, but the way that they provide kind of a recapture possibility. So, you know, you've got your pawn, let's say, defending your knight. Yep. Where if someone were to take that knight, you're immediately going to take that piece back with a pawn. Right. So those pawns are there to sort of, yeah, provide like a little bit of backup for all your active pieces that are out there really doing things. Okay. So what, like your first move, is it, is it from the edges or is it from the center? Uh, from the center in general. The okay. most common move, opening move is moving the pawn in front of your king, which I think is in the notation. The yep. way they notate a board, uh, as you look at it, it goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay. H. I suppose eight. Like uh, a, from left to right. It's okay. Like a grid. Like a grid. And then up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. So most common move would be taking e the pawn that's on e two, yep. the one that's right in front of your king, 
moving that up two spaces. Yep. So now you've got that guy out in the middle of the board. You're starting to establish a foothold. A foothold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then the other person takes theirs and then you're staring at each other. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And, or kicking each other depending on right. you know, if, if they put how much animosity. Like, yeah. 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 The, There's been the queen. Yeah. And then you could take that, you could take that pawn. You, well, once you get something that can, it's going to be two or three moves before you, you've loosened pieces. That are really going to be able to take anything. Okay. Because you've got, you know, I move my pawn out there. You move your pawn out. They're standing face to face. Right. Not, because they capture diagonally, they can't yeah. take each other. So you, so we now you wouldn't move your up. queen pawn up. You, uh, that, that's that's a common next move. Yep. Uh, to really start establishing that middle. The oldest and simplest open by invented by a bishop a thousand years ago. Yep. Named Rui Lopez. Okay. R-U-Y. Is to move that pawn up first and then, and you might love this, your knight out immediately after it to start yep. getting that guy active. Yeah. And then a bishop out. So now you've gotten some active pieces to the middle of the board. Okay. That's usually what I've done. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, I, I like to play a thousand year old game. Yeah. I, like you're, to, yeah. You're, I don't want to surprise like, anyone. Pretend that the theory hasn't advanced. <laughs> right. Since, Nobody since knows then. what's coming. Yep, Nobody exactly. knows. Exactly. Yeah. Look at these three guys out. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> you're throwing them some crazy. I still use that all the time because it's just a simple opening move and I get crushed because people have been figuring out how to defend it for a thousand years. Right. How do you, hence, do you know do you offhand how to defend it? I, I mean, mean if, if someone else spends more time just advancing some pawns and some things to, to threaten the center, I now have a bishop and a knight kind of hung out to dry. Okay. And usually at some point I'm going to have to bring them back, which is a, a waste of my time. Yeah. If any time, you know, you think about it, white always moves first, yep. black moves second. So if I move first, I have an inherent slight advantage over you in the sense that any move I make, you have to waste your time responding to what I've done. Okay. Until you can do something to sort of flip that around. Okay. So if you've threatened my pieces and forced me to move them back at a time that I didn't want to, you've now taken, you know, the, the tempo over. Ah, uh, there you go. So, yeah. So it's all that. Yeah. And that's when you pick, it's, uh, you put the pawns in each hand yeah, and then usually, you guess. Yep. Uh-huh. To see who goes first because that is an advantage. Because it is an advantage. All so right. in your, in your pro game, you have an arbiter who's, you know, on stage watching and sort of making sure no false moves are made and that kind of thing. And he's going to be the one who's going to hold little pieces behind his back. Right. What, uh, how do you cheat? Is there a way to cheat? Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a few. One way would be the, the most common accusation of cheating. Uh, if you touch a piece, you are expected to move that piece. Right. There is, uh, there's a, a word, a uh, French word called jadoube, which jadoub. means I adjust. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to say that out loud before touching a piece. If you do, or you say that out loud, if you touch a piece and intend to not move it. Ah. So I can fix my little piece on my square if it's annoying yeah. me that it's not centered. As long as I sort of say jadoube beforehand and move it around. Okay. The, your most common accusation of cheating would be guys touching a piece. Did they say that word? Did they not? Ah. It's kind of a gentleman's agreement. Maybe someone touched a piece and didn't move it. And now they're, I they're rem- looking to see what the other guy is going to react, you know, and yeah, I do remember. Oh, cause if you touch a piece and someone goes, yeah. you're like, ah, right. this is or a good I, idea. Maybe or- I see what part of the board you look at next. Cause you're going, uh, Oh, now I know I want to do, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Sort of like a bluff in poker. I'm looking to see what your reaction is. To okay. It. I see. Yeah. Interesting. It's sneaky up there. Yeah. <laughs> it is sneaky up there. Yeah. Cause I remember playing, cause my brothers taught me when I was little and there was a big thing about how if, if you could, if you touched a piece, you couldn't take your hand off it and then put your pan back on it and move it. Right, right. You could 
you could take your hand off it and then you couldn't move it. And you move couldn't it. move it. Again, yeah. Is that's that a, kind of a, a just a, a slightly it? different homeworld version of that thing. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To keep me from staring at you and touching my pieces one by one. So, <laughs> I, like like one? a game of operation where you go, ooh, ah, and I go, ha, now I know. Yeah. Now I know how to do this. Yeah. Oh and also God, now, as far as I know, with the highest levels, there's a lot of drug testing and things like that. Oh, uh, Adderall? Know, yeah, Adderall? of course, of course. I mean, the kids with the Adderall. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I miss the Adderall boom. I, I'm, I write on shows and I'm often like the oldest person in the writer's room and yep. I forget that 25 year olds are like, I'm going to finish this script today because I've got a pocket full of Adderall. And I'm like, Oh man, I was just going to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> right. Where did they get it? Everyone, I think because of the ease of diagnosis of things like ADHD. Okay. And if so you can, you, you can just find a doc. It's like, yeah, it's like it's a like pot, pot doctor. If you go in and you say, doc, I'm having some trouble concentrating, chances are they're going to say, have a low dose prescription of Adderall. And then you can take as many as you want. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Get some work done. Get some real Kids, work if you're done. listening to the Dork Forest, I think <laughs> if you take one thing away from this. Uh, try not to get uh, addicted to Adderall. Yeah. It's what yeah. I, Grammication would like to tell you. <laughs> Grammy K says, Grammy no Adderall K. for you. No Adderall. Just yeah. to, uh, Use condoms when you're in love. And, exactly. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and get your own car. Yeah. Yeah. There anyway, you go. Yeah. Um, so if you're uh, going to be in business. Yeah. But so. yeah, whatever the pre, you know, guys through the fifties and sixties were taking greenies and whatever. Oh, right, right. The name of all the pre Adderall pills were and that kind of thing. Right. Right. Cause there was mom's little helper or whatever. Yeah. 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 So what, um, oh, so there's drug testing now. That yeah. Makes as far sense. as I know. Oh, yeah. Because they, they can f- focus your, sharpen your attention. Yeah. That's what and it's, do. I think, you know, it's just, it's just like any sport where you say, we want it to be a level playing field one way or the other. Yeah. We can either make it the Wild West and say, all bets are off, do whatever you want to do. NFL. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. They've, I, I mean, NFL nobody's would... ever checked, uh, anyone for steroids. At oh, the yeah. NFL, no, they, they? Well, yeah. Guys pop steroids all the time. They get suspended every, every year. Oh, really? Yeah. And NFL was actually one of the first because it's so they're monsters though. They're they're, ju- they're, oh, the guys yeah. are like seven. They're feet finding tall ways and... around. Human growth hormone didn't really have an effective test until a couple years ago. Okay. So they're the science of cheating always stays ahead of the science of catching <laughs> cheaters. That much I will tell right. you. Right. That uh, that actually. I'm a makes yeah. Sense. I'm a boxing guy, and there's there's always guys who are what they usually get to, uh, a hit for is some sort of diuretic because they're trying to cut weight. Okay. So you have guys who oh he was drinking. You know, carburetor fluid, because it turns out that makes you lose a bunch of weight or whatever right. weird right. crap whatever is going the on weird there. Thing that does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why do they want to be in wrestling? You, it's so that you could be stronger than the little yes. guy. Yeah, it's same same way. Same thing. You're, you know, this fight. It, let's say it's welterweight. You know, you're you're Floyd Mayweather's, you're Manny Pacquiao's. It's contested at a maximum of 147 pounds. Okay. You weigh in 24 hours before the fight. Ah. You can weigh in at 147 pounds 24 hours before the fight. You can be whatever the hell weight you want when you actually walk into the ring. So if you can artificially cut down, barely make that weight, and then rehydrate up, and you'll Two, walk in the ring at five pounds. You know, or... I mean, guys now fifteen pounds overnight. Overnight, easy. Yep, easy. Walk into the ring, one hundred sixty-two pounds, something like that. Wow. Yeah, it's what are you doing to your body to where you have fifteen pounds? You could rehydrate yeah, in that's, one day. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. 
I, and all I can think of is actresses. Yeah. Anyway, of course. So I was I mean, like, the, whatever the uh, Victoria's Secret angels are doing for their watermelon diet right before the right, thing, right before the shoot. Yeah, it's, it's the that same, same thing. thing. And then yeah. they're like, and then now I have to get at least the tiniest of all sandwiches. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have some sort of food yeah. to keep yeah. going. Uh-huh. It's Bamford Maria does this joke about how people are always like, you know, actresses are so dumb. Look at them. And know in your heart that they're really hungry and yeah, very distracted. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> At they all can't times. think. Yeah. They don't have any blood sugar. Yeah there's, yeah, there's nothing left to make those neurons fire. Yeah. So yeah. cut them some slack. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're always in a state of, like, pseudo-misery. Right. Right. It just yeah. seems like a terrible... Yeah. Poor bastards. Yeah. Well, anyway. they're doing fine. They're doing fine. Hopefully they're they're saving up. They're buying land. That's what you're going to do is that yeah. boxers as well. If, 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 oh, if, yeah. if you're making, if you're making these life choices yeah. or you're taking Adderall or you're, or you're, or you're, or you're doing these things. Right. Another great hint from the Cation annals is, uh, buy land. land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really are just like your, <clears throat> just like your chess theory is stuck a thousand years ago. Sure. Like your investment theory is <laughs> My still very, is very, very 1800s. Lex, it's like, very Lex Luthor. Get into Oklahoma and plant a flag. That's get some it. land. That's yeah. It. Eventually the, gent- the gentrification will eventually come to you. Yeah. That, that's so. a good point. What? Yeah. At some point they're going to build an intelligentsia coffee right. near your right land. Right next to you. And you're going to be very sad because you got to know the people who have been living yeah, there used for to live there. Years. Yeah, that you started the, to chase out. Yeah, and then I'm so sorry. You're going to have to leave. Yeah. There's somebody with a haircut yep, and, yep. Uh, that really wants in. All right. All right. No, so, this is aimed at you, Silver Lake. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? So I have successfully digressed us off uh, chess for about yeah, nine minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is there to say, though? What uh, What do you like? What do you, what do you look for? You know, in the, a game? yeah, the, the nowadays or for the last a long time, <laughs> the first for the last a long time. What, I like that, it. That's like the, that's going to be the Star Wars call for episode eight. <laughs> for the last the long time. People have been wondering, uh, guys have studied it so much now that you're, you know, you have huge volumes of tomes of games and opening theory and that type of stuff. Usually the first 20 to 25 moves of a game are almost by a script. You can, you can say, oh, they're playing the same moves that Fisher Spassky 1972 played or whatever. Okay. Because you've, you've studied it to a point where, you know, every move out has a counter move back. Okay. Uh, and so it's interesting that it, it, as it moves on, it's longer and longer before you sort of get off book. Okay. And yeah. And that's where, you know. And that's where the exciting times Yeah. Happen. Who's going to be the first person to deviate from accepted theory? Because right. they think they've got some better move that we can play in this in this game. Right, right. What if? Yeah, yeah. Like, who, so, someone who blows off those first twenty five moves. Yeah, is going to be that's that that'd be huge. And that's you know, and that's where your mental game comes in. Because if you're playing a Bobby Fisher, yeah, and he does something twelve moves in that no one's is not the accepted norm. Right now, your opponent is thinking, well, did he do that? Because was that a mistake? Right. Does he know more than I know? You know, and, right. and now does you, he have a new plan? Does he have a new plan? Has he invented a new thing? Am I gonna, you know, now, now how do I respond to that? And then it, it gets into that's where that mental back and forth is. Right. You know? Okay. That's um, yeah. Like I just want to start on the left side and just yeah. move all, so all, my, one, all my pieces. I, like, you just want to feng shui aboard that like. <laughs> That has a layout that is aesthetically pleasing to you. <laughs> right. You know, all that clumping, that's not good. That's yeah, clutter. Yeah. That's clutter. Well, and that used to be, it's only been, it's been maybe 10 years that computers can actually beat the top guys. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. As the, you know, the, 
the Moore's theory, that whole notion that computing power doubles every 18 months. That's been since they invented microchips. It's okay. like, there's a theory that you have a 16 gig hard drive now in yeah. 18 months from now, a 32 gig is going to be the same size, cost the same amount. Oh, that right. kind of thing. Okay. So it gets faster and faster, but computers took a long time over what you'd have thought they would have been able to do to right. beat the top guys. They can now, but they couldn't until very recently. Oh, interesting. But they can now? They can now. And then Does the notion, anybody watching what they're doing? What, what, what the computers are doing? <laughs> yeah, what the computers there are. Do you, if you want to be a huge nerd, uh, there Dork are out, my friend. computer chess leagues where just guys just try to build the best program to play against other computers. Oh. So you can go through and watch all the games that – just the computers are playing against each other. Oh, wow. And that's its own type of, you know. Well, it's like a YouTube watching somebody else build Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. So it's just you're watching somebody else play Halo. And that's a huge thing in the if, – if anything I felt like has passed me by in the last 10 years, it's been the, like, profusion of non-participatory things like that. <laughs> like, let's right. watch Twitch and watch somebody else play this video game. Yeah. Or build a Minecraft thing or do a speed run through a game or, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Computer on computer yeah. entertainment. Yeah. It's like you're really not even entertaining anyone real here. Right, you're just right. In, you're- it's like the whole premise. That Hugh Jackman movie with robot boxing actually ended up being a really good movie. But it sounded like the dumbest idea because it was. Oh, like, I didn't even see it. It was a, it was a really cool movie a couple of years ago. I, it was Rock'em Sock'em uh, Robots. It was essentially right? Rock'em Sock'em Robots, and the idea was you know, in the near future, mm-hmm. as people have gotten turned off to the notion of humans bashing each other about the head. Yep. We'll watch robots do it, and I thought, well, that's there's no investment. Who cares if one right. machine beats another machine? Uh, but then it ended up being really, really cool. Did they knock their block off? Blocks were knocked off. Blocks yes, were knocked much off. Much like that's. I I don't know. Did they, they must have paid Rock'em Sock'em Robots at some point. Well, I think it was based on Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. And so they did initially and then it, it, no, there was too much fun making. Right, right. It was like, well, what about Pirates of the Caribbean? That works. Yeah, there was a and lot of, I mean, the Haunted Mansion, the whatever. The Haunted yeah. Mansion people, people like that. And, and we then, have an intellectual property that people enjoy. Right. Yeah. Is there a way that we could turn operation into something? It's like how they made, we mentioned it earlier and I didn't know if you knew that they made movies out of the Lord of the Rings Risk game. They ended up making some some Lord of the Rings movies. I guess that game was so popular. I'm can't, I'm doing oh I'm doing God. a joke. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like <laughs> that was too dry. Too dry. It was too dry. Does this guy like, not know good? that yeah, that was? A, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's interesting. Have you ever read um one of Andy's favorite uh books? Um, and I like it. It's Ian Banks is 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 a little dense for me. So, uh-huh. but he is very dry and very funny. Um, but he wrote. Um, a series of science fiction books, uh, Ian M. Banks. I don't know if it's just under Ian Banks or Ian M. Banks. Okay. He writes under both. Guy just died. Wrote a book called The Player of Games. Oh, yeah. All right. And have you read that one? I have not read it, but I have heard of it. It is fascinating. It's a future world, you know, where the culture yeah. is a is a giant empire of planets and whatnot. And everybody's got enough and has enough and there's no worries about anybody. Yeah. So the biggest thing, the most famous people in the world are the game the people who can play games. Oh yeah, right. So when the, there's no more need to like hunt and forage and all that, wh- right, what's so, going to be the thing that right, elevates you above? Yeah. And yeah. uh and so this guy who's the best game player in the in the galaxy or whatever, um the culture wants to take over a new planet. Okay. And so there is politics. You can also play politics. There are many yeah, games. It's in, a in, game in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, the culture the culture series is actually fascinating. Uh-huh. And um so they they annex they annex um new planets yeah. and new worlds, but they try to do it in the most peaceful way possible. And this planet has a game that they play on every level of their society, sort of like, 
like backgammon or right. or dice or something. It's played in the barrios. It's played, and mm-hmm. the person who wins the structured version of it becomes king uh, for yes. life. Right. And so they say to the the player, the player, we games, need we need you to to go to do this. Right. And he's like, no, I'm busy. I'm gonna go play chess or something. Uh-huh. And they're like, no. No, this is one of the things. About oh, right. Being a we're citizen. not, we're not going to let you get out of this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a political strong arm. Yeah. And so, and it becomes sort of, it reminded me of the Bobby Fisher. Yeah. Kind of a chess kind of thing. I am sure that it has that because that, that's a similar, you know, you had the, what you forget about or probably don't forget about the Fisher thing is that's, it's the very height of the Cold War. So you're talking about, you know, the United States shady people taking Bobby Fisher aside and saying, listen, we need you to, you know, to stick really it to these Ruskies. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we can't, we've lost to them on, you know, they got into space before us and, <laughs> and we think they have more ICBMs than we do and that whole kind of thing. Right. You know, this is a chance for us to score a victory. Yeah. And now you've got the weight of your nation on your back yeah. in a way that you didn't want. Right. And you were just like, I mean, I just want to beat the best chess player yeah, in the yeah. world. And, and certainly in, which has already driven him mad. In, in, yeah. In Bobby <laughs> right. Fisher's case, he was partially crazy anyway. And yeah. all that stuff happening did not help. Did not help. Yeah. And he, then what, whatever happened to him? He, <laughs> so happened to that Bobby he, Fischer? uh, so he won the title in 1972. Okay. Reykjavik, Iceland, the most famous, you know, huge, uh, you know, international in event, the, the biggest thing, the biggest, uh, 10 times biggest prize money ever. Uh, he, you were supposed to defend, there would be three years before you would have to defend all the candidates to a tournament again to defend. In 75, he had kind of disappeared. Uh, refused to defend his title, was okay. stripped of it, and then essentially literally disappeared. Popped up in Pasadena, popped up kind of around the world. The No one like had heard from him. Decades later? Or? Decades later. So he showed up in Yugoslavia in 92 uh, to, to play his old opponent from 72 in another match. Okay. Uh, he claimed... He, like Andy Rooney needed money or yes, something? Yes. And okay. he claimed it was the world championship because he felt like he was wrongly stripped, so he was going to you know defend yeah. his title, whatever. Because of U.S. sanctions against Yugoslavia, by him conducting business in Yugoslavia, he now had a warrant out for his arrest. Oh, wow. He steps on American soil. He's done. So he spent the next forever just sort of hopping around the world. Oh, they didn't you know, put him in jail. Couch surfing. They didn't extradite him anywhere. He would okay. spend all this, all these non-extradition countries. Oh, he just, oh, he just spent all of it just he traveling. He just couldn't come to America. Yeah, he oh, spent it traveling or the, you know, he would be involved with these women who were... Chess groupies, the, the head of the <laughs> Japanese Chess Federation took him in. Huge fan. And then, huge fan. And then he very much popped up on, uh, September 11th. He, 2001. 2001. That morning, uh, right after, as towers were falling. Yeah. He called into a Japanese radio station and sung the praises of the people who this America deserved this. And Holy the Jews hell. who run America have been, you know, have brought wow. this on themselves and they're dirty snakes and whatever. What? He was full on crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. He had lost all of his marbles. He'd been growing like increasingly anti-Semitic despite being Jewish himself. Right. For, you know, even, even when he was a, you know, Bob Dylan figure. went through that too, and yeah, then he had a came back. phase, and then he came sure, back. He came yeah, back. Bobby sure. did not come back. Bobby did not. He Bobby. lost his shit. Bobby yeah. Fisher. Yeah. Holy smokes! Where is he? Is he dead? He died in. So finally, uh, after all these legal problems, Iceland uh, agreed to give him asylum because he had really put them on the map. With okay. Playing the championship in Reykjavik in '72, so they they brought him over there, and he he spent his last few years there, and died in I want to say 2008. Okay. Something like that. Wow. So died a, a raving lunatic. 
you know. Right, right. Just drooling and. I mean, yeah. Who knows and, what and the hell he was doing. against whatever. Which is, you, you take someone who clearly is already, you know, has a lot of mental issues. Right. You apply this amazing amount of pressure on them and, and don't, you know, as long as they're, the thing about all these, these sports, these games, these people cheating, these people doing whatever, as long as they're competing at the highest level and people are making money off of it, who's going to be the one to say, Stop. No one does say. No one does. No one. Everyone's no one just says, like, just work around hey, it. Hey, Lindsay Lohan, let's stop it down for a year or two, not right. make a movie hey, and Mitch get your Hedberg, head right. Yeah. Take, yeah. Why don't you stop doing the road for a minute and right. deal with your heroin and deal addiction? deal with your heroin addiction and then- Nobody says that. Nobody says that. No. Yeah. Everybody says, no, you just, in three months, you can take some He'll time He'll be fine. Off. In three months, once I finish featuring for Mitch or yeah. whatever it is- Or you know, whatever it is. Because everyone is individually culpable kind of to some degree. Yeah. It's incredibly. It's, yeah. It's- and the most culpable, of course. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg. Right. Well, right. Uh, yes. Grown of up course. man. And, and so, yeah, as is Bobby Fisher. As was Bob, uh, Bobby you know, Fisher. And, yeah. and clearly one of the great, you know, talents of at the, this particular thing of all time. Yeah. And that's what makes it such a wrestle of separating out the person from the accomplishment. Right. You know, it's the Cosby thing. It's the whatever. It's Woody Allen. Uh, it's you know, all it's, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all that stuff where I, I want to speak of Bobby Fisher poetically because of what happened on the board and yeah. because of what, you know, he meant to rising up American chess. And if there are 10,000 kids who got off the streets and played chess and that helped them from, you know, then that's all fine. Yeah. But you're a monster. The, the guy's a disaster. Yeah. Okay. Well, TJ Chambers, that's an hour. Oh my God. We did it. We yeah. did it. Yeah. We, we, we full on talked about chess. That was a speed for cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For a good for chunk most, of it. For yeah. a good chunk of it. So everybody it's at TJ Chambers LA uh-huh. and that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Everywhere you want to find your TJ Chambers. There you go. Uh, yeah, all your TJ Chambers needs is at TJ Chambers, at TJ LA. Chambers LA. So do that, and thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. That was fun. All right, and you know the rules out there, you guys. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?